Arc Hopping Podcast number 36. Celebrating 10 years of posting Disney stuff on the internet. This is another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan of DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 36, the podcast that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that, yep, anyone can have their own podcast. Well, it's the 2nd of April as I go to post this, and you know what that means. Yesterday was the 1st of April. And you know what that means? If you live in America or other places around the world where they might actually celebrate this, it was April Fool's Day. And you know what that means? Websites all around the Internet were posting silly news articles, stories, fake product announcements, and, um, well, you get the idea. A really fun day to be surfing the web. Some of the traditional April Fool's jokes started a little earlier this year because April Fool's fell on a Saturday. So some of the weekday updating websites wanted to take advantage of all those web surfers that were at work or wherever on Friday. And ThinkGeeks.com posted several interesting product announcements that for some reason were out of stock and you couldn't actually buy them. And some of the more famous... Uh, Pranks this year included Google modifying some of its map data at Google Maps and placing a UFO out on the land of the legendary Area 51 military base. You could see the spaceship there and some aliens having a barbecue. So it's certainly far and wide as people get involved in having a little bit of fun on the 1st of April each year. And I didn't want to be left out. For years, I've been doing various pranks on my um, my websites. Uh, probably one of the biggest ones I ever did many years ago, back when I had my photo site hosted at SimpleNet before they became Yahoo and basically disappeared, was posting kind of a bogus announcement about how I had to take down my pictures because of legal action from Disney. Kind of a mean-spirited prank, but a lot of people bought into it. And, of course, without research, or checking facts, us Disney dweebs jumped to arms and were ready to write letters and all kinds of people were willing to support me and do whatever they could. And I said, you know, just wait for another eight hours and then you'll get it. Or look at your calendar. Now, this year I wanted to do something and I did a little cheesy thing on my DisneyFans.com website and I did something on my AtTheFair.com website, which is a tradition. Um, there's one day a year where that site gets rendered unusable because I keep people from getting to the real site, and I mess up the message board so you can't type anything, you know, replacing words or letters, stuff like that. Really annoying, but hey, the other 364 days, they can actually make use of that resource. But for podcasting, I wanted to do something neat, and I wanted to do something elaborate, but I didn't have any in time. So instead, I just threw together a kind of April Fool's podcast. Um, and for those of you that didn't actually download the full show on the first, here's what you missed. A feed suddenly appeared uh, labeled Park Hopping 41, Pirates Update Part 3. Now, if you had noticed, I haven't posted a show in about a week and a half, so there has been a gap. The most recent show I posted was episode 35, which was the Hercules in New York thing. Now, when I did that one... I actually had a few more that I wanted to post, but I thought I would wait to kind of leave this buffer so the sudden jump from number 35 to number 41 would uh, make people think that maybe they missed some episodes. So that was the first part of the prank. The second thing was the numbering of the episode, episode 41, 41. That would be April 1st. Now, they say if you have to explain a joke, it's not a very good joke. Well, 
I tell those kind of jokes, so for the next five or ten minutes, I'm going to be explaining exactly what the humor was. For those of you that might not have caught them, it was a, a lot of uh, in-jokes, and um, which of course means they're not very good jokes. And then I'm going to play the audio that I put together. The, the second part of the joke was, it was a part three of something dealing with the new Pirates update. If you've watched any of the Disney fan news sites lately, the big activity is people speculating and talking about the redo of Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland and Disney World. So this is a hot topic. Of course, that means it's a great target for an April Fool's joke. So I was going to be doing an episode that was talking about exclusive content and how we had the new audio from the ride and dialogue from Jack Sparrow, all kinds of stuff, and I actually wrote it out as if it was the third part of a real series. Of course, the joke being, you just missed the really good stuff in Parts 1 and Part 2. Now, something else that's going on in podcasting right now has to do with the podshow.com um, organization, and they're enabling a lot of podcasters to quit their day job and start podcasting full-time. There's been a number of people that have done that. They're building up a really interesting um, network. It's uh, Adam Curry's Daily Source Code, The Dawn and Drew Show, Pacific Coast Hellway, a lot of things like that. Now, I listen to several shows that have become part of the Pod Show Network, and what they've been doing lately is they've got a new system where they can put a tag at the beginning of all these networked podcasts that plays, uh, you know, whatever they want to do. You know, this is a Pod Show production, whatever. And they just signed a deal with GoDaddy, so they're all doing commercials for GoDaddy now, which means all of the podcasts that have been assimilated into PodShow have this uh, tag at the beginning that talks about GoDaddy, and then all the podcasters are, you know, giving plugs and special codes for getting discounts. So in order to um, kind of tie into that, I started out my show with the same tag. Of course, I'm hoping they don't sue me for using it to kind of imply that, hey, I've just been acquired by PodShow and I'm part of them now. And that was a real in-in-joke. Unless you're really into listening to a lot of podcasts, it probably didn't make any sense. I also changed the introduction of my show to be a little more big-time than the uh, the underselling that I t typically do with another crappy podcast. So I am now going to play the five-minute bit that started out my April Fool's podcast. It's only five minutes because just when it sounds like it's getting to something good, it, it just went dead. And then there was silence. Actually, there was more than just silence, but I don't think people uh, caught the little bit in the middle, and I'll explain that in a minute. So now we're going to set the Wayback Machine to April 1st, 2006, and this is what you would have heard if you would have downloaded the special April Fool's edition of the Park Hopping Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Poncho and GoDaddy. Want killer content with a badass domain name? This show will give you a special code. Get great discounts at GoDaddy.com. Our copying podcast number 41. Celebrating 10 years of posting Disney stuff on the internet. With more exclusive content. More audio ride throughs More news and information than all those other podcasts combined. This is another phenomenal podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan of DisneyFans.com, the Internet's largest Disney theme park photo site, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 41, the podcast that continues to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that no other online media source even comes close to providing the Disney news, rumors, and information that you deserve to hear. 
But first, hey, if you're in the need of any internet services, be sure to check out GoDaddy.com. Domain names starting as low as $6.95 when you use an exclusive Park Hopping Podcast discount code. More details later on in this program. Previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, we completed part two of our exclusive behind-the-scenes look at the upcoming changes to Pirates of the Caribbean at both Disneyland in California and the Magic Kingdom in Florida. We spoke with our anonymous Disney insider who gave us all the details on the planned programming sequence of the new Captain Jack Sparrow animatronic, and we also got to hear the first dialogue audio as recorded by Johnny Depp. We also took an audio ride through what the attraction's new soundtrack should sound like. It mixes music from the original ride with some of the score from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. One clever-eared listener noticed something interesting that I forgot to mention. Mark in Cupertino writes, How is it possible to have a ride-through audio for an attraction that isn't even open yet? Why would the audio be mixed when the real sounds would be played independently in different sections of the ride? Good questions, Mark. And what I forgot to mention in all the excitement of getting that audio to you guys quickly was that Imagineers often do test mixes to demonstrate how an attraction might sound. This was most famously done for the Phantom Manor attraction in Euro Disney. In order to show management what the ride was going to be like, Imagineers did a special mix of the various loops from the ride and then walked through the still-under-construction Phantom Manor playing that mix on a portable stereo. This bit of audio did eventually get released to the public as part of the Haunted Mansion Anniversary CD, which you can still buy at the Disneyland Main Street Music Shop. There's even a story in the liner notes that talks about this mix, and it also explains why several of the show scenes were out of order on the uh, soundtrack mix from how the ride actually is. Now, in our case, the Pirates audio is, of course, not the actual ride mix. The ride itself won't open to the public until late June this year. Instead, it's most of the various music cues that will be used in the attraction mixed by someone inside Imagineering and actually used to sell the concept of the ride update. If you listened closely, some of the music actually sounded exactly like audio from the movie, while other parts were arranged differently. My source tells me that some of the audio in this test mix actually did come from the movie soundtrack CD, while other sections have been completely rescored for the ride and transposed into a different key and at a different tempo to better blend in with the classic Yoho theme music. By the time the attraction opens to the public, all of the movie audio will be completely new arrangements and even a few of the original Yoho sections are being redone. I'm hoping to have some of those for you in an upcoming show. Now, one of the other things being changed is tied into increasing capacity with yet another update to the ride control system. Now, this was done a few years back, maybe 10 years ago, and Pirates continues to have some of the highest capacity per hour of any ride in any Disney park worldwide. This is a claim also shared by It's a Small World. As you may know, Small World and Pirates are closely related. For the 1964 World's Fair, Disney came up with the boat system used in It's a Small World. The boats are propelled by water jets, allowing very cheap construction. You know, no gears, no track, no electric motors, just flumes full of water and some pumps. This intervention caused Disney to rethink plans of the Pirates of the Caribbean Wax Museum for Disneyland's New Orleans Square and turn it into a boat ride. Now, something that's... 
Okay, back to me. Now, as you can see, it sounded like it might be a real episode, but in the background was just some production library music and some sound bites from the movie and some clips from the actual Pirates of the Caribbean uh, attraction as it exists right now. Now, if I really wanted to spend some time on this, I probably should have used some of the movie uh, music, so I'm sure anybody that listened to it might have heard it and went, well, that doesn't sound anything like the movie music, and they would have realized it was a joke. But since it was posted on April 1st, I figure most people that thought about it would probably figure it out anyway, so why put forth the extra effort? Now, this didn't stop me from getting uh, a couple of emails about this. Now, you'll notice that in this fake part three, I actually read some messages that came from uh, a listener or something, which, of course, tries to add to the authenticity that other people have heard it, why not you? Well, one of the great things about having a website or a podcast is people will tell you when you screw something up or when something goes wrong or just ask a question when things aren't like they should be. Rob in Texas wrote, Alan, I've been listening to your park hopping podcast for some time now and I really enjoy them. I'm a transplanted Californian who used to have annual passes to the park but now find I can only visit Disneyland through your podcasts and sites like MySage.com. Anyway, I just downloaded Podcast 41 from iTunes, and when I played it back, the audio dropped out a few minutes into the, the uh, show. I tested other podcasts that I've downloaded to make sure that nothing happened to my iPod, but everything seemed to be fine. I'm sure someone has already brought this to your attention, as it does not seem to be a problem with my iPod. Also, episodes 36 through 40 are not on iTunes. Please let me know what happened so I can continue to enjoy your podcast. Well... Thanks for writing, Robin. Yes, other people did let me know about it as well. And I'm really glad that this sounded like it was my typical silliness. And that's kind of one of the things that I noticed. A lot of people weren't necessarily buying that this was anything out of the ordinary. After all, podcasters are always playing, you know, audio clips and sneak previews and rumors, it seems. And shows like mine that have smart alecky hosts are always doing silly things anyway. So the joke really didn't get a lot of the reaction from the emails that I was expecting. Um, John actually wrote in saying, I've not received a recent podcast from you until today. It was number 41, but for some reason I did not receive 36 through 40. Were they sent from a different feed? Where can I go and download them? Well, Again, a lot of folks were thinking that something was just screwed up. That's good. That means that part of the joke was working. What I didn't get was a lot of the expected, oh my gosh, where did you get this from, or what did I just miss out on? So hopefully some people were fooled by that. Now, there was some more to this joke other than the uh, pod show and the, oh, look what you missed, and there's some episodes missing kind of thing. There was also a little bit in the middle of this 25, actually I think it was like 24-minute audio feed. Now... No one would really know this, but the podcasts at Podshow that are simulcast, not really simulcast, but they're broadcast on the Sirius satellite channels, they have to be 24 minutes in length. So that was another one of my really, really vague, no one would get it kind of jokes. I made this um, MP3 file 24 minutes in length. And in the very middle of it, all of a sudden, there's part of some audio out of nowhere. Well, there's a technology that Podshow has called DGAP, Dynamically um, Generated Asset... Uh, placement. Is that right? DGAP. It used to stand for ads, but they thought that sounded a little too commercial. Anyway, it lets them to insert something into a feed randomly, and then, um, like, for a contest, only one of the people that download your feed would hear it. Now, down the line, you could be a preferred listener or something, and you might have certain things you like, for instance, uh, video games, and the podcast you listen to that have advertisements would only have ads related to video games. Wouldn't that be cool if every time you had to watch a commercial on TV, every ad was something you actually cared about? I mean, there are feminine hygiene product ads I would never have to see again in my life. Wouldn't that be great? 
So anyway, in the middle of this feed was this uh, following little excerpt. has this thanks to the Podshow DGAP system. Again, the number is 206-2030-ACP. That's 2030-227. And the keyword is Wicked Winch. And let us know just... All right, so that was just hidden way out in the middle of the stream at some arbitrary location. Now, what I noticed, if you start fast-forwarding with an iPod or something like that, the increments go faster and faster and faster, so it's skipping more and more time. So if you were actually at the beginning of the podcast on an iPod and you just held down fast-forward, you'd probably completely miss that little couple of seconds and wouldn't know it was there. You could find it if you played in iTunes or with a computer program that lets you to scrub forward. But if you were trying to listen to this on a TiVo that doesn't let you fast forward or pause or anything, unless you wanted to sit there for 10 minutes and listen to silence, you probably never heard it. And then last but not least, there was a little bit of uh, audio at the very, very end of the feed that was only there just to make sure that the MP3 file didn't crop off all the silence at the end. And it was absolutely nothing important at all. So there you have it, the Park Hopping Podcast, first annual April Fool's Day episode. Now, I'm sorry for those of you that thought you actually did miss something interesting, uh, but you really didn't. Hey, this is the Park Hopping Podcast after all. So, the next time you download a podcast and something doesn't seem quite right, check the calendar and see if it might be April 1st. And on that note, I think that'll do it for me this time, so be sure to visit DisneyFans.com, where you can browse over 29,000 digital pictures I've taken at Disneyland, Disney World, and other theme parks across the country, as well as dozens of downloadable video files from the Disney parks. And if you want to talk about some of your favorite Disney podcasts, or even the Park Hopping Podcast, including this April Fool's edition, drop by the Disney Podcast Network at DisneyPodcastNet.com and sign up for our discussion board. And if you want to drop me a note directly, my email address is podcast at DisneyFans.com. If you'd rather use the telephone, you can dial 206-2030-ACP. That's another crappy podcast. Again, the number is 206-2030-227, and leave me a voicemail. This has been the Park Copying Podcast, show number 36, April Fools and Pirates. Thanks for listening. Another crappy podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting <sighs> podcasts. Mm. Now, I know some of you out there are probably wondering, did anybody actually dial the number and leave me a message? Well, the funny thing about April Fool's jokes like this, you get a lot of emails and messages from people saying, Hey, what's going on with this weird feed? Or, you know that your show's missing? And those aren't exactly anything that I consider very entertaining. But if you left me a message and you really wanted it to be shared, send me an email and I can try to play it on a future episode. Until then, have fun. Now, I may not be able to post any shows next week because I'm going to Northern California for a uh, work trip, but I'll be back and try to get caught up after then. Until then, I hope everybody had a great April Fool's Day and didn't buy into that Google romance thing. See you later. That, that's it. Show's over. You can click next now. Go to the next podcast. There's a new one from Paul at Window to the Magic. Go listen to it.
if I just keep saying things for like ten minutes, will you, will you keep listening? All right, if you insist. I remember going to Disneyland for the first time as a child of about seven years old. It was 1976, and of course America was celebrating some amazing things at the time. We were 200 years old. Now I know that's not impressive to those of you that are from Europe, where they have bars that are older than this country, but it was a kind of a neat time to be at Disneyland, because see, they had taken the Main Street Electrical Parade and they'd added this big patriotic finale. And I remember as a kid seeing all those sparkling lights and the red lights and the